And welcome into another episode of Draft Personal, the fantasy football podcast. Brett Malamud here with Zach Malamud. Zach, how you doing? I'm doing great. We got a really good episode today. A lot of great talk that we're going to get into. And uh, let's do it, Brett. Yeah, so excited. Last week, we did some dynasty buy lows. And this week, we're going to be doing some sell highs. Some of those guys that are on your roster that you probably can get rid of some stock. Uh, have them in multiple leagues. And, you know, just kind of the cliff might be coming for some of these guys, whether it's their age, their ability, their contract. Um, so we'll go position by position. Let's get into it. We start with the quarterbacks, and we're going to start with Brock Purdy, who's in a little bit of a situation right now. We're not really sure who the starter is going to be out there uh, with Trey Lance. So, Zach, let's let's talk a little bit about Brock Purdy. Yeah, and, and Brock Purdy, obviously Mr. Irrelevant, was drafted so late, really surprised people coming in and, and – did a great job last year stepping in as the starting quarterback with both Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo both getting injured. But there's still a ton of question marks about Brock Purdy. Yes, he b- played very well, but we don't know if he's going to be the starter. We don't know if they have plans for for Brock Purdy to end up being the starter for the next decade or so. A lot of people are saying that, OK, Brock Purdy played really well, so he's the number one guy. We do not know to know that at this exact moment. Um, and and right now he has a lot of value because he's very young, um, obviously at the quarterback position uh, in Dynasty, and, and there's a ton of value there. I would probably try and sell him right now. Uh, you get a ton of value. You can figure things out. This is not the kind of guy that, that was drafted in the first round. Really, just get get rid of him right now while he has a ton of value. Um, like I said, he, he's being talked about as a starting quarterback for the next dec- uh, the next decade. Excuse me. Um, I just don't know if if we could be too sure about that just yet. Yeah, for me, I mean Trey Lance again. He's he's only twenty three years old. They put a ton of draft stock into him. You know, trading up to go get him. I really, I'm just a big believer in Trey Lance and, and what I think the future is going to be for him. And so for me, I, I'm not sure that Brock Purdy is going to be the guy. And yeah, I, I, most of the time in, in your league, if you have Brock Purdy on your roster, you probably got him for free. You probably got him on waivers or, or something like that. Um, you know, unless you're the, in the deepest of dynasty leagues. And so, you know, kind of this might be the time where, you know, return on investment, you got him for free. And so now you're going to kind of, turn it into something uh, might be a good idea just from that endpoint. And then, you know, you trade them to one of those teams in super flex where, you know, they need the second quarterback and, you know, they're just trying to find a starter and all of a sudden there's Brock Purdy and it's the name value I think that he has right now. So probably a guy I would, I would sell on. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And you mentioned just a guy that you pick up off waivers. You didn't, you didn't pay anything for him, just a waiver claim and, and, I mean, it was worth it in the end. Go get some value out of it and get something for the future for your dynasty team. Yeah, so now let's just jump right over to the next one. We have Jared Goff. Um, Jared Goff, he, he finished quarterback 10 in, in four weeks, um, or he finished quarterback 10 for the whole season. And four of the weeks, he was in the top five. So is he really a sell low can or a sell high candidate with, with a guy looming over there that they just drafted? I mean, I think he is um, just based on 
he's the starter right now. He He's that number one guy. They're going to roll with him. However, you don't know if he's going to be moving as the starting quarterback for Detroit for such a long period of time. I mean, he is 28. Um, so it's a, it's a little bit young uh, based on the age of quarterbacks. However, he's coming off his second best season of his career. The value is definitely there. Um, you, you haven't seen a ton of, of great Jared Goff moments. Obviously, obviously the Super Bowl year where he took the Rams to the Super Bowl. Um, and then last year where he had a really successful season with the Detroit Lions. I would try and sell him now. Uh, there's a ton of value. Like I said, he, he is the number one guy. He's the starting quarterback in Detroit. A very pass-heavy type offense um, that Dan Campbell has up in Detroit. Like I said, at the age of 28, I would try and get some value on Jared Goff at this moment. Yeah, and I agree with that. And I think that, you, you know, you have Hendon Hooker over there as well, which, you know, uh, you never know what, what might happen in Detroit and what quickly you want to turn the page. Um, but for Goff, I'm not sure he can keep up the quarterback one level of play. You know, he was in the top 10. And I think that that really is a lot of, especially when you try to negotiate a trade and, and you almost use that as, as some of the fuel. Um, but yeah, for, for a dynasty perspective, I think that Goff, this year is going to be interesting because of course they did draft a running back really early. Uh, they did sign David Montgomery, so they might start to lean a little bit more into the run. And so I'm just a little scared about those numbers and, and, whether or not he can keep up that pace. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I don't know if Jared Goff is right now a, a top 10 type quarterback like people are, are valuing him as. Um, I don't know if he could keep it up for, for a long period of time, like I said, at the age of 28. Yeah, and you might want to go to, again, some of those quarterback needy teams uh, who sees Jared Goff, sees numbers from last year, and says, you know, let's strike. I, I need a number one quarterback. That's the kind of team that I think you want to target in this in this kind of a trade. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And let's get into our next quarterback, and that's Daniel Jones for the New York Giants. Uh, Brett, a, a really strong season for Daniel Jones. A lot of expectations heading into the year that maybe he wouldn't be the starting quarterback if he wasn't successful. Was very successful uh, under center with Brian Dable coming in as the head coach. Where do you think he is? I, I think he's a sell high right now. Completely. And I think that the mistakes that he made in the first couple of years of his career are what lead to this moment. Um, I'm not sure he can keep to the quarterback one levels that he last year. Listen, he had a great year. He learned how to run with the ball. And that totally changed the outlook on Daniel Jones from a fantasy perspective. A ton of hype right now with Darren Waller trade happening. And so I think that now might be the time to sell on Daniel Jones. Um, especially, you know, we're, we're very unsure about the Saquon situation and all of that. Um, and so I, I'm not quite sure that the long-term future of Daniel Jones is good. The value, though, is really high right now. So now might be the time. Yeah, completely. And he came into the league. I mean, a lot of people talked about him as a passing quarterback and the arm strength that he had coming out of Duke. Um, now he brings the rushing ability in at it uh, in, excuse me, Brian Dable's offense. So now, I mean, the values there, like we said, it was by far his most consistent season um, in the NFL. I don't know if I could just put him in the top 10, like a lot of people are right now, or just on the edge of top 10. He is a starting quarterback. You would, you would want him and he would probably be a QB two on your dynasty team, but get the value right now. Get rid of him. 
maybe start planning for the future, especially if you're not in contention this year. A guy like Daniel Jones, teams will want that um, from Daniel Jones and his rushing ability. So try and get some value while you can right now. Yeah, and just a reminder, like we're not saying that these are bad players. When we sell a player, it's not because they're a bad player. They can be a really good player. We just don't think that they will achieve the value that they're currently at. So think of it like the stock market where, where you know, the stock market goes up and you want to sell your shares, but you want to buy them while they're low. Uh, that's kind of what we're doing. So Daniel Jones is a great quarterback. I think he's going to have a good year. I think that a guy like Darren Waller might end up being, you know, a favorite target of his. So if you do want to get somebody on the Giants, I think it would be Darren Waller. Um, but at the same time, you know, probably can sell on Daniel Jones just based on, I'm not sure he's going to be able to achieve his levels. Yeah, completely. I don't think he's going to hit that level that he hit last year. And that's what we're talking about. Not going to be able to hit that level uh, really anytime soon or ever for the rest of their career. That's what we're saying here and, and might as well make um, use to the value that he has right now. Yeah. And I think that's a good transition into our next quarterback. And that's Aaron Rodgers, who was a great quarterback and former MVP, former Super Bowl champion. He's 39 years old, though, and he's going to a new team. And we're kind of unsure what's going to happen. You think that Garrett Wilson will get some uptick in value and some of those other uh, wide receivers on the team and Brees Hall and guys like those who, who will, you know, obviously the game elevates when Rodgers on the field, especially when he's on your team, uh, but he's 39. So in, in a dynasty value for me, sell. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And and it's it's really not, about the stats at this point in, in Aaron Rodgers' career. You know what he's kind of going to give you, and there might be a little bit of a drop-off from, from when he was in Green Bay, but I'm selling him right now just based on the hype that he's getting. Being in a completely new offense, being in a team that's maybe a Super Bowl contender, all of that hype, you're getting a ton of value for Aaron Rodgers. He has all kinds of weapons in his offense, and if you can still get value for a 39-year-old quarterback, get rid of him. Get rid of him. There's no reason to keep him. I understand if, if you're a contender and you want to keep him, and, and that makes sense. But if you're not in contention, get rid of Aaron Rodgers right now. There's never going to be more value than there is to start this year. He might be terrible this year for New York when it comes to fantasy, and then you lose out on the value that he has right now. The hype is insane and you better make use of that value if you're not a contender. Yeah, and and it's funny because, you know, everywhere outside of New York, it's the big thing. And, you know, here in New York, uh, there's a lot of that Brett Favre talk and whether or not he'll be able to do it. But listen, Brett Favre, when Brett Favre came here, he was great and and right up until his injury. And so, you know, you, you, he obviously has some talented receivers there. I think that it will be a good year, but again, if he retires at the end of the year, then his value is zero. And so, so sell if you can, unless you're a completely, you know, desperate team. There's a team in our league that has some older quarterbacks on their team. You probably want to get younger um, and get get a get a good young piece out of out of Aaron Rodgers. Trade him to one of those contending teams that's going for the ride. Exactly. One of those teams is going to want him and and adding another piece uh, to what they already have to try and win the championship. Um, Aaron Rodgers is a perfect guy to, to trade right now at the age of 39, like we said. 
Yeah, so as we get into running backs now, we're going to go to his former running back out in Green Bay. It's Aaron Jones, and he's also got a lot of hype, and it's because Aaron Rodgers isn't there. Um, but he does have another running back sitting there behind him in A.J. Dillon. So does it make it a sell high for you here? So, yeah, I, he definitely is a sell high at this moment in time, just based on, yes, I understand when people have the argument that, yeah, he's the number one guy. They're going to run the ball a lot. Jordan loves the quarterback. However, A.J. Dillon is there, and Aaron Jones, it's very um, out of nowhere that he's 28 years old. He's already 28. He might be starting to get closer to that decline uh, when it comes to running backs, that cliff where where it just does not work out anymore for, for running backs. At the age of 28, I think this is a, a good time to to sell him. Maybe you wait a little bit, maybe a year uh, to see how things are going. But I think that decline, like I said, is going to start to come soon at the age of 28, especially with A.J. Dillon right behind him um, and hoping the, the Packers can give him his second contract as a running back. Yeah, so listen, A.J. Dillon, he was a bust for, for – the first half of the year, but, but towards the second half, I mean, it was, he was unbelievable. He literally split all the characters there. And Jones like, I think that they are going to start to lean towards that as they start to get younger right now. It seems that Aaron's is the older piece. They're kind of investing a lot in, in the youth and they, you know, they just drafted a whole bunch of weapons on, on offense, some, you know, some uh, wide receivers, some tight ends. And so, I think that this could be towards the end of Aaron Jones's uh, reign here in, in Green Bay. And so that to me scares me. But at the same time, everyone's saying it's Aaron Jones season. And so therefore, you know, fell. Yeah, I, I completely, I completely agree. And, and last year, Aaron Jones had the most rushing yards in his career. So the value is definitely there. I mean, the, there's a ton of value and, and people will want Aaron Jones looking forward to that Green Bay offense this year. Yes, actually, that stat was six touchdowns in five games down the stretch for A.J. Dillon. He split the carries exactly 50-50. So, you know, I think we're going to start to see a trend a little more towards the other way. Um, and so, yeah, I think I think Aaron Jones, he, he, listen, he does have a lot of value. He's still probably worth one of those higher second round picks. If you can get a late first for him in a rookie draft, then that's awesome. I think that that's you know great value for Aaron Jones, a guy who's on the older side. And and those running backs, I mean, they hit the cliff as they start to get into their late twenties, and so you know he's he's kind of there now. So you know we'll see what happens. But again, you know I preface it by saying he's not a bad running back, but at the same time, I think fantasy perspective, you're going to have to try to you know, achieve the value there. Yeah, it, it's about that time to to start selling on Aaron Jones. And let's move to our next one uh, down in Cleveland, and that's Nick Chubb. Maybe a question mark here. He's still only 27, but that decline like we're talking about could come pretty soon, Brett. Yeah, listen, he was, he was running back six. They don't have Kareem Hunt anymore. It could be a big year. There was, a, there was a lot of talk early this offseason about him being a receiver. He played 75% on the on the top back. And so, uh, you know, he ran around on 71 of those uh, on the dropbacks, and then he caught five of six targets. And so he, he had 45 yards receiving. A lot of talk of him 
starting to take that role of being the pass catching back. And I'm just not sure how it's going to happen. And for me, I think that Chubb, listen, Chubb's going to have a great year. He's going to score a bunch of downs. That said, the value for him is really, really high. So you could probably get a pretty good haul for a guy like Nick Chubb. Yeah, I completely agree. And and the value, like we're talking about, I, I'm thinking maybe early first round uh, in, in rookie drafts. This guy has a ton of value just based on the consistency. He has ridiculous numbers each and every year. He was running back six last season. Um, but like I said, at 27 now, they're starting to think about it. And you, and you might say, oh, he could have a ridiculous year. Yes, However, the decline is coming soon. So you have to start thinking about it. And if you can plan, um, especially if you're not a contender right now, if you can plan to get rid of Nick Chubb right now and start to plan for the future, you could get a really high profile uh, young rookie, uh, especially early in a rookie draft. Yeah. And I mean, listen, if you were going to get like Jameer Gibbs, Jameer Gibbs for Nick Chubb, I think that's a thing you think about. You might even be able to get more than just Jameer Gibbs. And so that to me is, is where the where it is um, in terms of his value. You talk about like Jackson Smith and Bigba. Uh, I like to invest a lot in the wide receivers and the quarterbacks just based on the longevity. Um, whereas it's a more fluid situation. You see a lot of running back by committee now. Um, but for me, I, I think that Chubb's kind of at that point where you're almost going to recycle to the next one. Um, we talked Derrick Henry a lot last week and, you know, where that cliff just kind of comes and, and you're not really sure till the cliff comes. Um, so for me, I think he's approaching that, uh, but sell him because his value is really, really high right now. Yeah, completely agree with you. All right, so let's jump to the next one. And another guy whose value is just extremely high is Josh Jacobs. He was the running back three. He led the NFL in touches through the first 17 weeks. He's a bell cow. You know he's going to be a bell cow, but at the same time, like there's contract issues going on right now, and he's not exactly afraid to you know sound his disapproval on social media and through the media. Yeah, completely, and and he might even hold out. There's been question marks about that. Um, you don't want to have to deal with that, number one, on your team, a guy holding out who could end up being one of your best players. And you might be saying, Josh Jacobs just had the best season of his career. Why would you sell him? There is absolutely, I can assure you, there's absolutely no chance that Josh Jacobs puts up over 2,000 scrimmage yards for the rest of his career. This season was insane. This guy didn't come even close to it the couple of years before, the three years before. And this se- this last season was absolutely ridiculous. Um, I don't think he's going to come anywhere close to there um, for the rest of his career. Like I said, 2,000 scrimmage yards is a ton. That's McCaffrey-type numbers. I don't think that's going to happen in this offense. I think they're going to have to move the ball around uh, a little bit more. And for that reason, Josh Jacobs' value will never be higher than it is right now. Yeah, and listen, I mean, you know, there, there's all the noise of, of contract talks and what the team puts out, but there's been a lot of hype this past week about Zamir White and him getting a little bit of an extended role out there. And so, you know, I, I don't know if, it's, if there's, you know, news or noise about it, but at the same time, like, is out there and it is being spoken about, about Zamir White and how, they might start start to get him a little more work, even just because 
Jacobs got a ton of work last year and there was really nobody behind him. Exactly. And, and, and that starts to worry you a little bit, um, especially a big workload leads to maybe more injuries. You, you want to try and avoid that. Um, and those running backs, yes, it's, it's good for one season, but only a, a couple of guys can really do that every single season, get that huge workload and, and be able to stay healthy in the NFL. Yeah, listen, in a redraft league, Josh Jacobs right now, he's going in the first round in pretty much every draft. And so that's the kind of value for a guy that you didn't even think was going to be near that stratosphere. He's he's up there now. So, you know, I'm cashing out on him as well. I think the next two guys that we have also kind of have a workload basis. Uh, we'll start with the first one, Damian Pierce. Uh, he was running back two weeks, 210. He ranked fifth in the NFL in rushing yards with 739 yards. He averaged north of 19 carries and 92 rushing yards per game. And, you know, with Pierce, it's an interesting one because they brought Devin Singletary in. And I think that that's going to start to eat into Pierce's value. I don't know that, you know, Pierce is not going to be a, a good running back. I think he will, but. I do see the value taking a bit of a hit this year just based on Singletary alone. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And, and you mentioned the stats that uh, Pierce w was putting up running back to um, from weeks two to 10. Uh, it just a really good start to his rookie season. He was running back 15 overall um, in the 14 weeks that he ended up playing in uh, just a really solid running back and, and a really good guy down in Houston. However, you mentioned De Devin Singletary. There's not, it, I wouldn't worry about Devin Singletary's fantasy value. And we spoke about this before. He is just yep. in that room that he could get a little bit annoying. That disruptive guy, just not going to give Damian Pierce all those carries. I think he's in that annoying type of range. And the value for Damian Pierce, a, a really young running running back uh, right now, I think the value is very high. So I, I'd try and sell. Yeah, and I mean, with Singletary, I had to go out and acquire James Cook because I was getting annoyed with, you know, who is the number one over there and, and all of that. Singletary totaled, he had nine more carries than James Cook in the last seven weeks. And so, yeah, he is going to be that pest. And, and so that's where I, I don't know that Singletary has standalone value. But again, I think it's going to take a hit into Pierce's value. Um, and Pierce's value is high right now. Listen, he was a workhorse last year. And so I think that that now is probably the time where you want to kind of cash in on that. As, as again, the league is changing. This league is really going from that workhorse guy that's getting 25, 30 carries for the game. And it's starting to be two guys. And so these two-headed monsters, like we talk about out in, in Seattle, we talked a, a few weeks ago about it with uh, with Charbonnet and, and with um, W3. Like, you know, it's an interesting case of, of what's going to happen, what the future of this league is going to entail and the investment in the running backs and how fluid it's going to be. Just, you know, so, so that's where I think we kind of lie with the with the running back value. Yeah, definitely. And you, you mentioned the, the couple of running backs, maybe a two-headed monster. Most teams do that. Some teams even have three. I mean, we're talking about the Kansas City Chiefs. Those, that team has three guys that they can rely on uh, each and every week, and, and that really hurts some fantasy value. Right. 
Now we had, we head into another guy who his backups are receiving a lot of hype right now. There was some contract talks. There were some trade talks. It was Austin Eckler. And so, you know, he had he had five top three finishes. He was running back two. He's the top of pretty much every draft not named to McCaffrey. He's the second guy off the board in pretty much every redraft league. So is now the time to sell him? Yeah, it is. It's it, it's crazy to say that that a guy that's that's so high up in drafts and is going to be maybe the second, third overall pick uh, in redraft leagues this year. It's about that time that you try and sell him in dynasty. Obviously, 20 and 18 touchdowns in the last two seasons. You're getting a ton of numbers. It's very difficult for him to keep replicating that, though. He's already 28 years old. I mean, we remember this guy. He It seems like he just came into the league out of nowhere and, and was consistent. However, he was behind Melvin Gordon for a while, if you remember. And that took a little bit of the stretch of his career. So he's already 28. Yes, he was running back one. But this guy's a free agent at the end of the season. You got to sell him now. I mean, there there might be a team that – there might not be a team, excuse me, that grabs him next year. We don't know because we talk about that decline for running backs. Austin Eckler, it's crazy to say, sell him now in Dynasty. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, we talked like Dalvin Cook a couple weeks ago and just think about where his value was. It was, he was one of the top guys off the board, top five pick and redraft. And all of a sudden it's like, well, what team are you playing for? And, and that's the question mark. And so for me, for Austin Ackler's case, I think that it's, it depends kind of on your situation. If you're on a team where, where you're kind of rebuilding right now, you don't really have a lot of pieces, and you do have a guy like Austin Eckler as your main piece, then you might want to sell him just based, again, on the fluidity of the running back position. If you're a contender, I'm probably going to try to hold him for right now and maybe wait in the middle of the season where you get even more for him uh, to one of those teams that is also a contender. If your team does not obviously achieve that. But if you're a contender, you want to acquire a guy like Austin Eckler. So – you know, I, I can understand if you don't want to trade him. However, you probably can get a lot of young pieces. This is like a multiple picks and players trade. Because, um, again, he is at the very top of the board. Yeah, completely. And and definitely, like, feel comfortable. If you feel like you're a contender right now, you can wait till middle of the year, see how things are going. If you're struggling, I mean, that's that's the perfect time to get get rid of a guy like Austin Eckler because there are teams that are going to want him uh, to help their team and boost their chances for a championship. Austin Eckler, definitely a guy right now to sell high on. Yeah. So now we start to get into, to the wide receivers and it's, you know, it's those backups that I feel like, you know, the, the league is just getting younger. And, and so with Tyler Lockett, we start with him and they just drafted JSN, Jackson Smith and Jigba. And it seems like Lockett could potentially be the odd man out. You know, it's kind of wishy-washy of, of the report out whether he'll still have that kind of a role. And, you know, we're seeing it on both sides. Yeah. And, and I mean, this guy, when, when we came up with uh, doing dynasty sell highs for this week, there was only one guy on my mind when, when we went to wide receivers and that's Tyler Lockett, just based on it's so crowded. Now they added JSN, they have DK Metcalf, who's very young. Tyler Lockett, it's crazy to say, he's 30 years old. 
I mean, he's he's old at this point. Um, and and that that older age range of wide receivers try and get rid of him right now. He's he was wide receiver 13 last year. A ton of value. People are still going to be believing in him. Uh, they don't think there's going to be a a huge drop off uh, with JSN coming in just based on JSN and and Lockett play maybe similar roles. Uh, so they think Tyler Lockett could still be good for a while. I'm not one of those people. Uh, I mean, I think the value is at its peak right now in his career. Like we said, wide receiver 13 last year. Uh, you got to sell Tyler Lockett as soon as possible. Yeah, we spoke, we spoke about and a couple of weeks ago when we previewed um, you know, the, the NFC West. And for Lockett, it's, it's interesting because, again, I, saw, I said that I saw him as a high wide receiver three, a low-end wide receiver two was his peak and just based on the deep deep balls uh we rewind to two years ago half of his fantasy points came on 50 yard bombs and so it, it's an interesting case of do you sell him and then what's the value i think this is a case where yeah he's 30 and so again try to trade him for one of those younger receivers if you're going to try to trade for a receiver trade for a younger one um, you probably could even get the multiple mid mid level guys, um, just to kind of build out your team, uh, because he was the top 15 receiver last year. And so I think that that speaks volume, but I'm not sure that he'll be able to achieve that this year. Yeah, completely. He's, he's a wide receiver too. in in my mind, um, heading into this year, even with JSN, I value him a little bit higher. Um, but that's just based on the impact he had with Geno Smith last year. There's a lot of people still believing in Tyler Lockett, like I said, uh, and, and it it is time to to start to get maybe that mid level uh, or or a couple mid level wide receivers, like you mentioned. Yeah. So now we head over to Cleveland, where we have Amari Cooper. He came in, he was great. Twelve uh, in red zone targets and deep targets, sixteenth in target share in the league but he's 29 years old. And we talk about that cliff a little bit again here, um, but the quarterback wasn't as good as, as they really thought he would be. Yeah, definitely. And and Deshaun Watson's going to be there uh, for their foreseeable future right now, as things stand. Uh, this, this is another guy that, oh my God, he had an unbelievable year. Why would you get rid of him? I don't know if the value is going to be as high as it is. He is in a very questionable offense. I mean, Cleveland, we don't know who's going to be the number one guy. Uh, things can switch around very quickly. Obviously, Nick Chubb is going to get a bigger workload, we think. So that could take away a little bit from Amari Cooper. He was wide receiver 10 last year. I don't know if his value is going to be any higher than it is right now at the age of 29. Uh, it's it's a perfect time, really, to sell on Amari Cooper. And, and yes, he still has a, a, a bunch of good years left, you would have to say. I don't know if it's top 10. Yeah. And listen, they traded for um, Elijah Moore. And so I think that's another guy that, that not a lot of people are really talking about. And we've seen the impact that he had in New York and Elijah's really good in space. I think that it's going to become one of those targets for Deshaun Watson. that He's going to continue to go to, um, especially as he starts to throw on the run and you know, that kind of thing. I, I think that Elijah Moore is one of those receivers that's really not being spoken about. The other thing, and this is interesting because we don't really talk contract situation of the really good players, but the saving the money, the recycling. 
Amari Cooper could be cut at the end of this year and they would save $20 million off of the cap. And they just invested a ton into the quarterback. And so, you know, with the cap and the way that it goes, like there's always the potential that Amari Cooper gets cut as a post-June 1st cut at the end of this season. Yeah, and, and he could be a, a trade target maybe as well. Um, there's so many question marks right now. And and like I said, I don't think he's going to end up finishing in the top 10 for, for a while, if if not ever, uh, for the rest of his career. And, and the value is high right now. And, and you're going to try and see if you could get something for Amari Cooper. All right, let's jump to the next one. And it's another guy who's very much at the very top of the wide receiver rankings, it's Tyreek Hill. And Tyreek, he was pretty vocal about that he's going to retire at the end of this contract. You only have a couple of years left of him. But his quarterback also is a weird situation where Tua talked about he almost retired this offseason uh, with the concussion issues and, and his long-term health. And we're not quite sure. You know, Tyreek, listen, he's a beast. He's going to be a beast. But at the same time, like, is he going to finish as the wide receiver one this year? I I mean, he's going to be up there. Definitely. He he's in that offense and, and they're going to get him the ball. This was hard to, to put him on this list just based on he, he is so dominant when it comes to fantasy football, a guy that you definitely want on your team. I'm not saying as a contender, get rid of him, but if you're rebuilding right now, I, you should get rid of Tyree kill. You're going to get a ton of value. We had the, the trade come in last week uh, where where one of our viewers traded for Tyreek Hill. I mean, he gave up a really good package for, for Tyreek Hill, a first and two seconds. I mean, that's, that's a great deal right there for a guy like Tyreek Hill that, that still has some question marks of if he's going to retire at the end of his contract. He's 29 years old. I don't think there's a better time to, to trade Tyreek Hill, like I said, for rebuilding teams. If you're contending right now, don't give up Tyree Kill just yet. Just wait a little bit longer on him. Save him right now. He's going he's gonna to be a beast for you. Yeah, I think it's the same kind of situation we were just talking about with Austin Eckler, where if you're one of those contending teams and you see yourself as a contender, wait into the middle of the season, see how your team does before you start selling off a guy like Tyree Kill. At the same time, I can understand if you feel like you're rebuilding and, and you're a younger roster uh, you have a, a lot of younger pieces and and then you have Tyreek Hill. You need to kind of fill out that roster a little more like that. You could get a haul from him. You could get a ton of picks for him, um, especially those leagues that don't limit the amount of picks that you have. Like you could get a haul for Tyreek Hill. So yeah, that, that would be my suggestion is if you're rebuilding, like just see what's out there. See, see what the market is for Tyreek, but somebody would be willing to even pay you for Tyreek Hill. Yeah, and Brett, that leads into our next guy. I think it's very similar situations between these two guys. That guy is Stefan Diggs up in Buffalo. I, I think it's going to be the same type of situation. This one, Stefan Diggs, he's going to be 30 in December. Still some question marks. There's been question marks so far this offseason of is he comfortable in Buffalo? Yes, he showed up to OTAs, but that there was one day where he didn't and, and he was pissed off and, and things are going on. They're trying to work some things out, get yourself out of that situation. Ton of value right now. He was wide receiver four. I mean, a great time to, to get rid of Stefan Diggs. Like we said, if you're rebuilding at this moment in time. Yeah. And it also might be a guy that you might want to buy high on 
Um, just based on the fact that, listen, he's top five in red zone targets. Uh, he was top 10 in target share. I, you said he was wide receiver four. There's that that first wave of receivers, and I'm not sure that he's in that anymore. I think he's at the very top of the second wave of receivers that come off the board. And so you can – because the cliff's going to come. Um, you know, the whole situation in Buffalo is interesting right now just based on he wants more of a piece of offense and – it comes to like, wait a minute, weren't they throwing to you almost every single time? Uh, and so you're not really sure how much more they can throw to him. And so it, it, it's interesting just, just of how it's going to go. The crowd's really split right now on him. There are people who love Stefan Diggs, and therefore you can get a ton of value for him. And then there's the crowd that really doesn't like him. And that's where I'm saying you might be able to, it's almost like you can buy low, but it's, you know, the value is obviously still going to be where it is for Stefan Diggs. Um, so it's almost like a buy high because um, you're probably going to get a little bit of discount on him. Um, and so it, I think it kind of just depends on what your league is like. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And, and it's it's a tough situation to judge right now in Buffalo. We don't have a ton of answers, um, so you can't really tell at this moment in time. But like we said, the age is, is getting up there. He's going to be 30 in December. Um, you got to start to think about Stefan Diggs. Yeah. So now we head to another guy. And, I mean, we talk about the potentials of getting cut and the contracts and, and all of that. And, and we hit Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen had to restructure his contract. They just drafted another receiver in the first round. There's talk of him or Mike Williams potentially not being on the team next year or potentially both of them not being on the team next year. Uh, he was great. He was hurt for seven of the first nine games, but he was great. He was, he was wide receiver four in points per game, um, but he still has a high floor. I think he's going to get a lot of targets this year. But, you know, from a dynasty perspective, it might not be a, a so wonderful future for Keenan Allen out there. Yeah, for, for redraft leagues, I love Keenan Allen this year. I think he's going to have an unbelievable year. In Dynasty, I think it's going to be his last good season. I think he's going to have a terrific year, but then it's going to start to wind down. Um, and, and the contract situation, still figuring things out. He was wide receiver three in the last seven weeks of the season. All this depends on health uh, of Keenan Allen. He, he's a great target, like I said, in redraft. But he just turned 31. And the career starting to come to an end. Um, even as a contender, I would look to to move Keenan Allen just because the age is is up there, and and there's not going to be much more from Keenan Allen if you could get a young uh, piece or a young wide receiver or or even a draft pick. It's a, it's a good deal right now for Keenan Allen just because the value is going to start to plummet uh, at the end of this year, I think. Yeah, and then, I mean, listen, I just said before, like, he missed seven of the first nine games. There might be a point this season where that, you know, the injuries start to linger and, and he's out a couple of weeks or he's missing practices and the, the value kind of dips. So to me, I would say that this is more of a guy that you would want to trade in the offseason than during the season. Of course, that is a risk. There's the risk that he does become a really good receiver and then the value is even more in the season than what it is now. But at the same time, like, that's kind of the risk of, of dynasty in any way. Um, I would say probably trade him in the offseason just based on the last couple of years. He's been banged up a lot. And so for me, I, I would say before you even see what QJ brings to the table, um, get rid of Keenan Allen. 
Exactly. And and the, the age is always the question. I mean, you, you'd rather get rid of him right now. There's going to be a ton of question marks next offseason. You don't want to have to deal with that um, and deal with those question marks. People are not going to maybe want Keenan Allen uh, once those question marks start to pop up. Yeah, so now we head into a guy who I think his value dipped from what it was the season before it. And so while this sell high, I think it's more on name value, and that's Debo Samuel. Uh, the usage, he certainly wasn't what it was. They didn't use him as a runner. Then they got Christian McCaffrey, and so he became the runner. So take us a little bit through Debo. So exactly what you just said, the name value is the reason why why Debo Samuel is on this list. I don't I don't know if I would put him as a sell high quote uh just based on he he didn't have a great season last year. The, there wasn't a ton of value, but the name is huge. A lot of people know who he is. They know he's he's turning 28. I mean, there's still questions at QB. They they want Debo Samuel right now. Me on the other hand, I would try and get rid of him right now just based on the questions, like I mentioned, at quarterback. McCaffrey's in the backfield. He's going to get a ton of work. He's Christian McCaffrey. As long as he's on the field, I mean, that guy's going to get a ton of targets and a ton of touches in that offense. The name value of of Debo Samuel right now, nonetheless, you got to get rid of him right now. Yeah, the stats didn't really speak for themselves. He was wide receiver 28. He 25.4% target share, which was 19th in the league, but he only had five deep targets the entire year. That put him 108th in the league. 12 red zone looks, which put him 36th in the league. To me, it's a flex guy that, you know, is not going to have the rush upside. And and I think that people are kind of overlooking that because they're saying, oh, but he, he did it already. So they're going to do some trick plays and, you know, end arounds and things like that. No, I think that this is going to lean into Christian McCaffrey more as they get more comfortable with CMC. And so, yeah, sell on the name value. Again, he's going to be 28. He's just said it. Yeah, and we talked about the rushing. I mean, most of that came, I feel like, before McCaffrey was really involved in the offense or before McCaffrey was there. So there's really no point of that. McCaffrey's going to take those touches. He's the number one guy. They still have Elijah Mitchell as well. Those guys are going to get the touches at the running back position. Yeah, I think his highest week, actually, that Debo uh, had in, in rushing when CMC was on the roster was just the week one where they gave CMC his his one package they had him running in. And so, you know, I, I think that that'll start to go by the wayside and, and they're going to start to use Debo more as a, a receiver, which I'm not sure how much value that is. Yeah, completely. And and another big name uh, that we have listed here is, is a really big name. He had a great season last year, but it's starting to come towards that time. And that's Devante Adams getting a new quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo. Is it the right time to, to sell Devante Adams? Yeah, well, listen, he's 30 years old. He's going to a new quarterback. The quarterback's health is actually a concern. Um, you know, we talk a lot about how people are knocking Jimmy G's accuracy. He's a really good quarterback. He's a very accurate quarterback, um, as we just alluded to before with him and Brandon Ayuk and, and things like that. But at the same time, like, to me, Devonte, he's 30 years old. You, know, you can't throw to him every single time it's just going to lead to some sort of injury. And, and as you start to hit that age and, and the next couple of years, I think we're going to see, 
that cliff, I'm not sure it's going to go straight down, but I think it'll be a nice little plateau for Devante just based on his ability. I don't know that it could be a cliff. Um, but, you know, we, we saw guys like Julio Jones who were getting the same kind of target share and, and started to deal with leg injury and then foot injury. And then, you know, it kind of just started to linger. I think that that's unfortunately what Devante might start going through, especially just because he doesn't really have the porting cast. And yeah, he has the running back, but I'm not sure that the supporting cast at, at receiver is really going to help his, his case. And then, I mean, you know, we, we're not really sure on the future of Jimmy G and what his health looks like and the medicals and, and all of that. Um, so to me, listen, in, in a redraft league, he's a second round pick like he was. Um, but I think that this is the time where you want to get that value for Devante after, you know, you probably have had him for a while um, for those longstanding dynasty leagues. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And, and the biggest worry, in my opinion, you said it, it it's the quarterback. There, The difference right now between Jimmy G and what Devontae Adams had in the past with Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, they were able to throw deep balls consistently to him. I mean, the deep threat for Jimmy G, yeah, it's there a tiny bit, but it's not a lot. I mean, it's not the same. You're not going to get those deep targets as much uh, from guys like uh, uh, different from guys like Derek Carr and and Aaron Rodgers, who put it on the button every single time Devontae Adams went downfield. That's the question mark for me. And and yes, you may say, okay, well, he'll, he'll get shorter targets. You're not going to get a ton of fantasy points from that, though. It, it's going to take some time to to work. And, and obviously the injury concerns for Jimmy Garoppolo. I think it's a good time right now to, to sell on Devontae Adams. If you're contending, I can understand like keeping him and, and seeing how things go. But I, I mean, he might struggle. We don't know. That's the question right now with the quarterback's position. He might struggle in the first eight weeks or so. And then you, you might not be able to sell him for the value that he has right now. Yeah, I think that that's a perfectly good segue into our next guy who doesn't have Rodgers anymore. It's Christian Watson. Listen, he's really, really young. The value was great. The breakout was awesome last year. He's going to Jordan Love, and Jordan Love's pretty unproven. You know, he did show, you know, a couple games last year where, you know, he could be a good quarterback, but I'm not sure he's going to be Aaron Rodgers' level. He has to develop himself into that. And obviously, you know, Christian Watson and, and working together with him, they could, they could all of a sudden figure out that camaraderie and, and grow together, but I'm not sure that it's going to happen right away. And so that's why I think that Christian Watson right now, you know, his value might be plateaued for a while before it starts to go up again. And so I think it's high right now. I think it's pretty high just based on the breakout. A lot of people like to go out and get young players um, thinking that they're getting younger, but at the same time, they're not getting better. Uh, I think that, that might be the case for a guy like Christian Watson's fantasy value. Yeah, completely. And the, and the the age and the production, um, I mean, was great last year. The, he's so young, still has a lot of time in the NFL, but he was wide receiver nine from weeks 10 to week 18. That's, that's great numbers, but we talked about it. It's from Aaron Rodgers and him at quarterback. There's still a ton of questions uh, about Jordan Love and can he fit into that Green Bay offense? Can he do even close to what Aaron Rodgers was was able to do while in Green Bay. 
a lot of owners look at the age and production, like I mentioned, and, and they could offer a, a hefty amount for a guy like Christian Watson right now because he is he's the number one guy in Green Bay. He's the number one wide receiver. And like I said, the age, uh, he's super young and, and still has a lot of time to look forward to in the NFL. Yeah, again, it's, it's those teams that are trying to get younger and, and they think they're getting a good young piece that was a top 10 potential receiver. And so that's kind of where you hit the value where you might be able to get one of those upper echelon wide receivers that's out of the rookie draft and, and that might be in a better spot. Um, I think that that's kind of where you look at Christian Watson and whether you even package him with somebody to get a higher piece, uh, one of those more established players. I think that's where I would go with the Christian Watson trade. Yeah, uh, completely. I was going to say, I think he he can also fit into that package him with with maybe another guy and you get a, a 25, 26-year-old and that can really help you uh, advance your team uh, for, for maybe into contention. And so now another, I feel like we're doing some pretty good segues here. Another guy who could probably do that um, or might even get a package together for is Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is 33 years old. And that's insane to me that he's 33 years old because he plays like he's 25. Um, I don't know that he really has many signs that he's going to slow down just because he's getting catches from Patrick Mahomes and, He's the favorite target of Patrick Mahomes, but at the same time, I'm not sure the value in fantasy is going to be as high as it is right now. I, I completely agree. This guy, this guy could be in redraft leagues, like the sixth pick in a, in a 12 team league. You like just draft him early. And, and these people love their tight ends because he's basically a wide receiver. He does the same exact things and he gets really almost the same amount of yards and maybe even more touchdowns than wide receivers do. He, he's, I mean, he's a beast right now, but my one problem is the age. He's going to be 34 in October. You got to start to think about it as a dynasty owner. And, and you might say that's crazy because the value is going to be ridiculous this year. It might be crazy next year. And this guy's going in the first round right now, mid first round of, of redraft leagues. This value, I don't know if it could get any higher than it is right now. He's not gonna, he's not gonna start edging out running backs and, and wide receivers at the top of the draft. I mean, yes, it's understandable that that maybe he could be even better. He's not getting any better. He's he's at the peak right now. He might uh, plateau and stay the same, but he's not getting any higher than he is right now. Yeah, I think that this is one of those cases where you can get a haul and still get a tight end, like a really good tight end with it. You know, somebody trying to upgrade from a Mark Andrews or or even a Darren Waller. Just talk about Darren Waller. Like you could get Darren Waller and then a lot more and still have a good tight end while trading away Travis Kelsey. So I think that for me, listen, I understand the whole tight end has you know, the, the value up here for the top couple guys. And then it, it's kind of goes down to here for the next group. But at the same time, like you can still get one of those top tier guys and straight away, Travis Kelsey, that's where I would to where you're, where you're not totally downgrading to one of those like 20th ranked uh, tight ends, but you can still get a top five tight end where they're two, three, four or five, but they're not Travis Kelsey. You can still get that uh, while at the same time making out, you know, with a pick or, or one piece. 
Yeah, completely. And, and it could be one of those guys in the rookie draft. I mean, talking about guys, uh, Dalton Kincaid and, and uh, Sam Laporta, just a couple of guys. And then you also look at, at guys who are in the middle of their careers, TJ Hawkinson. I mean, you can get a guy like TJ Hawkinson easily for Travis Kelsey at this moment in time. People would love to have Kelsey on their roster because they think it'll advance them. You got to start to think about the decline. I mean, guys right in the middle, like you said, those those young type of players, TJ Hawkinson, Pat Fryermuth is another guy. They get a lot of targets and they could give you similar value um, to, to what a normal tight end does. And then you can upgrade as well with more um, in the package for Travis Kelsey. Yeah, and I think it's just interesting because he again we said it like he's 33, and so you know, when he's gonna retire? And it's weird to talk about that at age 33, but at the same time, you know, when you compare it to like quarterbacks per se, but at the same time, look at some of these these mid 30 guys, and they're you know they're gonna check out just there. They've made their money. Kelsey got a big contract, and and so that's kind of and so I think that that's kind of where it's gonna go right now, and and luckily. Kelsey has not dealt with injuries like a guy like Rob Gronkowski did, where he had to you know, take a hit at, at number, th- I think it was 29 when he started talking about retirement. And so, you know, he hasn't had that, which is good. But at the same time, like he might just one day say, I, I, I think I'm done. And then all of a sudden the value poof. So they're cash in now. Yeah, I, I- I was gonna say it's similar. It's it's a little bit different um, from a, a guy like Rob Gronkowski who who dealt with a couple of injuries. But Travis Kelsey, I mean, the Chiefs are are there's not a lot of teams stopping them right now. So if he starts racking up rings, he could be like, all right, well, I got enough. Uh, let's it's time to move on. I mean, he's in that situation. I got my money. I got my my championships. Okay, uh, let's start to move on to something else. And then you're you're stuck in a situation. So avoid that. And get rid of Travis Kelsey. All right. I think we've, we've spoken enough about our top tight end. Now we're <laughs> yeah. going to head kind of down the list here, um, but not too far, because I think this guy could be a top 10 tight end. Um, but there's another guy coming in as a pass catcher, and, and it might hurt his value, Evan Ingram. Um, but there's a lot of talk about could Calvin Ridley come in and take away those targets this year? And, you know, some of the other receivers might be taking away targets. Listen, he finished he finished really good. He had 73 catches, 766 yards, four touchdowns. But I'm unsure about that target number. So Evan Ingram might be a guy that I would sell. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Just be, my worry is is the offense is gonna get a little crowded, a little more crowded with Calvin Ridley coming in. They have three wide receivers, they got a really good running back, they might have another running back behind ETN, and then they have Evan Ingram. I I mean you can only get so much. He was tight end five last year, career highs all over the list last season. I don't know if the value is going to be any higher than it is right now. Like I said, tight end five. So I, it's a good situation. Yes, he has Trevor Lawrence as his quarterback. And, and yes, um, it could be good for the next couple of years. However, I don't know if he's getting the same amount of targets he was able to get la- uh, last season with now Calvin Ridley in the offense. Plus, Christian Kirk, I, you would have to say it, it might be a boost for, for Christian Kirk, and he might get even more targets just based on the chemistry he built last season with Trevor Lawrence. And so it's interesting. Listen, he, he's in his late 20s, Evan Ingram, so it's not like he's 
you know, at the end of his career. But at the same time, like you, I don't know that he's going to be a top five tight end. He could be a top ten, but at the same time, this this might be one of those cases where you trade for a rookie pick, something like that. You know, again, we talked about like. Michael Mayer might be a guy that, that you look at one of those guys with a longer term future um, in that early second round, I think is probably you uh, where you can get a pick for Evan Ingram. Yeah, completely. And, and just replace them and, and keep the, the, keep it rolling. Uh, I would say uh, just the age. Uh, I mean, keeping it moving uh, with maybe a young guy replacing Evan Ingram in your lineup. All right. I think we we've hit all of our targets here. Um, you know, any questions that anybody has, make sure you tweet at Brett Malamud. Zach, what's your handle? At Zach Malamud. At Zach Malamud. Pretty easy to remember. Um, but until next week, we're going to talk about some sleepers in your redraft league as we start to head into draft season. So stay tuned for that one. And we'll see you guys next week here on the third round reversal fantasy football podcast. Brett Malman signing off with Zach Malman. We'll see you guys next week.